anybody that's keeping track of us well i guess not officially we haven't <laughs> posted anything officially but we've been in a long distance relationship us too yeah podcast it has yeah we've made that emotional and relationship emo- relational i don't know what i'm trying what i'm trying to say is we're now long distance so we're doing everything, yeah, we're long distance um of, over a video streaming service and then we're also today i feel very official you might notice that the audio sounds incredible on both ends because we have equipment yes and juliana is in a full-blown studio so if her voice sounds better than mine that's why (laughs) i'm in um yeah it's because i have more money that's why (laughs) she she installed um a podcasting studio in her home Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, soundproof and everything. Now I'm actually at the University of Utah using their facilities in the library, which is so cool. I feel like every time mm-hmm. I come back to this, well, I should preface, I teach at the University of Utah Summer Intensive, and I've been an RA for the past, this is my third year, so three years. Um, so it's been kind of cool to come back to the, the school each year and give the kids a tour. But I, I didn't take them in the library until I think we happened to walk through just because it was really hot. Um, and on the way up to the dorms, this is like a nice little cool down spot. And I walked past it and I was like, oh my God, they have podcast studios. I can't believe it. So you girls coming to you live from Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> yes. Um, in the Marriott Center, or not Marriott Center, the Marriott Library. So yeah, welcome. Um, and so Marriott, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah. that'd be a sick sponsor. <laughs> money to spend. Um, we are, uh, I'm, 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 I'm on campus. I told Rachel, I said, I feel like a, like a radio host or something. I feel like I need to be like, yeah. what's up Salt Lake City or here's KWOCT, blah, blah, blah. With you, with my, the daily traffic <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. ABCDFG. And I feel like Rachel looks very official too. So we're feeling yeah i have a little baby mic this is my first time using it um for actually podcasting i just got it um so yeah we'll see how this goes i think it'll be good though. we'll see how this sounds um so we might as well just dive right in rachel what you been up yeah. to <laughs> i feel like it's been like well, a whole month and a half or something it has been because the the, our last podcast was in May, and now it's July. <laughs> I can't remember exactly when in May, like what time period um, exactly, but I'm back in Providence now. 
I was in Indiana for a little bit for like uh, two weeks or a week and a half. And then I was in Lake Tahoe, Nevada for two weeks, which I think I told you guys I was doing. Um, and then home for a few days and back here to Providence. So it's been fun. I've kind of just like had a lot of free time, Mm -hmm. which has been weird. Like we talked about before. I think when we podcasted last, I was like, feel like I'm going crazy. I have too much free time. (laughs) I'm in the same position again. You know what? I think um, it was, I think it was like free time. Like in the same city as where you were dancing, where you where you're used to like a full time schedule, because mm-hmm. I too have been like, I mean, I'm, I what I'm predicting you're gonna say is you've really been enjoying your free time. Well, yeah, it has gotten a lot better, and like obviously, I enjoyed my time on vacation. Like that was amazing, um, and that was nice. Like part of the reason I went for two weeks was basically so that I didn't like, I was like forced to relax. Mm-hmm. because if you're home like you can find a bunch of stuff to do but I'm like on vacation like because my family has a vacation house out there I was just like staying at the house and I was there with my boyfriend for a little bit my friend and then my uh whole family like my parents and brothers so lots of different type of vacationing that happened <clears throat> so you enjoyed it though yeah I golfed like I golfed like three or four times different (laughs) courses and that was like honestly probably the highlight and I felt like I improved a lot over like the weeks um so now I need to golf again here so that I don't like lose it did you play Um, like all 18 yeah I played par I don't know a score what do they call it (laughs) um I don't remember like my I don't remember my score specifically for like the games but um I had a few holes that I was, like, one um, over par. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Um, And then what else did I do that was fun? We ate at a lot of great restaurants. This is all in Uh, Tahoe? Yeah, this is in Tahoe. And we went to um, Wine Country, which I talked to Juliana a little bit about. And I was, like, obsessed. (laughs) It is kind of, like, the perfect life. I think we we were in Sonoma. and I was just like, I want to get married in a vineyard now. <laughs> it's, like, perfect out there, though. That's, like, yeah. I feel like the – it's not – I mean, it can be get pretty hot, but you're close enough to the beach, and then you're close enough to the big old forest, and then you're also close enough <laughs> to the desert. But then you're also – landscape-wise, in case you're one of those mm-hmm. people. I'm Personally, I'm one of those people who, it like, matters to me. Um, but – also, just, like, the vineyards, the setting is insane. It's so beautiful. And the, there's so much good food around the area, too. Yeah, and it really made me want to go to Italy because I was, like, <laughs> this is – I love this, and I could see myself vacationing here. Like, I want to go back there, but I was also, like, I also want to go to Italy. <laughs> so kind of gave me the travel bug. This is, like, I mean, an odd question. Not an odd question, but, like, a question right off the bat. Um if you could live, like, have, if you had to have, like, an ultimate fantasy backup plan, like, if everything failed and you were, like, whatever, fork it all, I'm going to go move to this place and just do this one thing, where would you go? Um, so, actually, I, I don't know, like, without a lot of thought put into it initially, and I've, and I've thought this for a while, 
I would want to work on a yacht. Like oh. I would want to be in service on a yacht or learn how to do like the stuff to be a ship hand, a deck hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would want to work like, you know, multiple day charters on a yacht, just like below deck. <laughs> I was going to say below deck vibes. I see yeah, that that's you. what I want. You want to yeah. go, you want to live on a yacht. I think like, yeah, this is, this is the direction I would go in if I was like single too. Like mm-hmm. I would need to like have had like a catastrophic breakup. I'm done dancing. Nothing else interests me. Like I'm, I don't know. Like I'm angry with my family, like mm-hmm. to go and get that away. extreme. Yeah. That extreme in that direction. Like I'm sick of America. Um, yeah, that would be my extreme one. How about you? I don't know. My sister has this funny little dream of um, moving to Greece and just living on an island that's only inhabited by cats and just taking care of cats. Because I guess they, like, actually mm-hmm. just pay people to take care of the cats because the cat population is, like, so out of hand. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So she just would, like, oh, go cute. live on an island with a bunch of cats. Mm-hmm. And that sounds nice to me, too. But also, for some reason, what popped – my knee-jerk reaction to this question as I was thinking about it for myself – was like, I, I'm i going to say this, but I know my mom's going to protest this. She's going to be like, that doesn't make any sense for you. But um, maybe I'd move to, like, a ranch or something. Okay. Like, I'd want to, like, 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 Yellowstone style. Like, not really Yellowstone style, but I would live on a ranch, like, wake up early in the morning, take care of the, ha- the cattle, and then, like. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I know it would be really, really, really hard work, and that's why my mom is going to be like, "You would not like that. Like, you would want to yeah. rest or whatever." But it'd be like a chill ranch. Like maybe it's like a, a horse farm or what do they call that? Where they raise horses? I don't know what they call that. You become a horse girl. You're going to become a below de- uh, below deck reality TV star, and mm-hmm. I'll become a horse girl. <laughs> Those are alternate life paths. Yeah. No, living on a farm would be cool too. I mean the. This is, like, so lame. I, like, feel... I'm already regretting saying this, but, like, the older I get, Uh the more I understand why people just want to, like, live on a ranch or a farm somewhere, like, have Mm -hmm. some land, like, go back to, like, the simple life, you know? Yeah. Not, like, the TV show, but, like, (laughs) the actual simple life of, like, you know, growing your own fruits and vegetables, you have your own cows for your milk or whatever, your chickens for your eggs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would need to become a vegetarian because I don't want to kill my chickens yeah. or my cows. No, I understand. That's why I said horse farm. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be like – I mean, maybe I'd have I, – I don't I don't know. How this do you make money kind of off of a horse farm, though? You raise um, – You sell the horses? Yeah, you sell the horses off to, like, other farm or other – Okay. I don't know. In Yellowstone, it makes sense. So that's what I'm going to say. Okay, I haven't seen Yellowstone yet, but oh my gosh, it's on my list. What? It's on my list. All I have time for right now is Vanderpump. Like, Oh my gosh. It's such we need minute. to catch up on Vanderpump. Yeah, I also have another, I have another TV series to um, speak my thoughts about. But first, Vanderpump. Okay. That the Queen. Sense. Where are you? What TV. season? I know we will, we will eventually get into, like, our whole vacation debrief and, like, what's going on in our lives. But this is – this takes precedent. I want to know your thoughts on – well, start with where you're at currently. I'm, at, I'm in season six. Um, oh, okay. Pretty early on. And, like, 
I don't know. I'm like hesitant to fully like spill stuff on here because I don't want to spoil it for people. But at the same time, like it's been around for a really long, really long time. So what do you think? I say whatever. Spill it. Everybody's caught up because of the whole scandal situation. So just mm-hmm. speak freely. Like that's the biggest thing anyways. But um, so Jax has cheated on Brittany. Mm-hmm. And she's deciding to stay with him, and everyone's kind of like, "Wait, who, who did he what? cheat with? Who was it? Like some girl in Vegas or something like it, that?" No, it was a girl that was in their friend group. I don't remember her name because she's like not important, really. But not then, Kristen. no, no, no. Okay. This is after Kristen. So there's the recording on um, this girl's phone. That's, like, work, has worked at Sir and Brittany was kind of friends with. And James actually, like, found out, got the recording. They ended up showing the recording to Brittany after she found out that he had cheated on her a few times with this other girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but the recording was basically him saying, like, he never was good, planning on actually marrying her or having her kids with her. And, like, all this stuff that's, like, mm-hmm. extremely hurtful to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, it's devastating. And she just, like, freaks out. She hears about it at a party. She comes back in holding the phone, and she's like, <sighs> I want everyone to listen to this. I'm going to broadcast this on speaker. With a little country accent. Um, and it's just, like, it's epic. It's wild. I know. And it really, like, upset me because I like Jax as a character on the show. Like, mm-hmm. he's super entertaining. And I feel like... Brittany did seem like she was changing him and Mm -hmm. so like you were cheering for them like you wanted it to work out and so they're still together but I almost like it's annoying me though listening to everyone else like try and tell her to leave him even though like I know what's gonna happen that's probably what I would have done too but I think left him no it's tell her to leave him if she was my friend oh yeah but, like, I see he's going through therapy and stuff. For some reason, I'm, like, on his side. I know. You get Weird. attached. You know, yeah. my boyfriend and my mom both make fun of me for being so attached to the storyline. Like, the whole Vanderpump thing. But I think because – okay, hear me out, the rest of the world. The show is so freaking genuine. Like, it is – there's mm-hmm. there's no scripted anything to any of this. Maybe, like, one arcing arc episode. Maybe once – every season or something like that but these people truly have these issues like they truly have this kind of stuff going on so I you think, can tell it feels so authentic yes like it's not like the housewives like it's not like we all have money and we're all like somebody said this and i don't like her because she said that about me and she apologized but i don't believe that her apology is real you know like that kind of like kind of surface level stuff yeah. it's like mm-hmm. the, this is like these people's lives and they're going to have children and families with these people. They're not – like, they stay together. They stay yeah. a friend group for the longest time. So I think that's why you get so attached. Yeah. And and you watch them sort of grow up. Like, we mm-hmm. talked in the beginning. I couldn't stand Stassi. Yeah. And now I love her. I and I even listen to her podcast because she has her own podcast. Um, Straight Up with Stassi. That she starts in the show. Mm-hmm. That she still has now. Mm-hmm. So – and I, I feel like I'm just going to continue to like her more and more. I feel like she just, like, says the truth. But she's so entertaining. So there's a lot of people in the show that are just, like, 
you can't like look away because yeah. it's so entertaining. Yeah. Jax. I think there's like some key players. Jax. Um Stasi, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think that well, Tom Sandoval, unfortunately, he's a big draw for this this show. Mm-hmm. James Kennedy and Lala. Those are my faves. Like I wouldn't I don't want to miss a single scene that Lala is in. I can't. Lala <laughs> is everything to me. Is she yeah. is she does she have the fight with Raquel yet where she calls her like a bo- a bambi-eyed bitch or something? Uh-uh. No, she oh, hasn't. So and Raquel is like trickling her way in, but mm-hmm. like knowing what's going to go down with Raquel, you know, seasons ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to watching her character development in the show. Um, kind of like a fresh Who take. else was I Yeah, who else was I thinking? Oh, Sheena? Yeah, Sheena. I cannot stand. <laughs> Sheena never really and gets think, better, to be honest. I th- I'm sure she does because, like, everyone is annoyed with her in this season because it's when she first starts dating Rob. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Rob, blah, 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 blah. Like, Rob's the best at everything, like, won't shut up. And it's just, like, everyone, like, has been in a situation where they're, like, hanging out with someone and they're unaware that they will not stop talking about themselves mm-hmm. or their relationship or their life situation. And they're painting it. Everyone can just tell they're painting it much better than it, like, yep. realistically probably is. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's so relatable. And, mm-hmm. like, to anyone watching it, like, you're like, damn, I've been in that situation. Just yeah. like, this girl won't shut up. <laughs> and that's yeah. Sheena. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the beauty of the show. The show really is an enigma. So if you're out there and you need a good something – mindless and entertaining Vanderpump Rules is the mm-hmm. show for you especially the early seasons I feel like you're about to reach the point where kind of just like not a lot happens but then like season 9 and 10 the most recent ones like a lot happens like Lala's okay. husband there's a lot of drama there and then or ex-husband now T and then there's everything with like Katie and Schwartz which is like kind of blah and like just ongoing and then there's the whole scandal thing have you been uh-huh. paying attention to it at all, at all, or are you just kind of, like, holding off until it's right? Um, I, like, generally know what's going on, but I, I'm i not, like, actively seeking, like, listening to podcasts and stuff just because I don't want it to ruin. Obviously, I know that's going to happen, and I know that there's some things I think that kind of, like, now that I, I know when I watch maybe season nine and ten, I'll be like, oh, that's a weird reaction or that's a weird interaction that him and Raquel have here and there, whatever. But I'm I'm afraid that if I like listen to too much, I might hear like other spoilers and I don't want to spoil like the rest of the seasons. Okay. Good for you. Okay, well I feel like we should pivot and get yeah. into a little bit of a vacation update. But I kinda wanna talk about because the last episode let me finish my freaking sentences. What I kind of want to talk about is our, like, emotional state as to where we're at mm-hmm. since the last episode. Because I feel like the last episode we recorded, I was kind of, I think, just feeling, like, the come down of the season. Like, I was still pretty, mm-hmm. like, feeling kind of, I don't know. You go, you go from such a big schedule change and then, like, you're off contract, so you're just really independent, which feels pretty scary. And then, like, you're worried yeah. about, like, staying in shape, all of that stuff. I was definitely – I could – listening back – listening to our last episode back, I could feel like I was very 
hesitant to kind of just like let go of everything, but I really wanted to because I knew that would be best for my mental state. And then you, I just feel like you're kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm stressed mm-hmm. out, but like, here we go. Mm-hmm. So how would you say you're yeah, doing definitely. now? Um, well, I feel like we should start with you because I just went on a rant for like... <laughs> okay, sure. I can take over. Um... So summer began at the end of the season, and I kind of had a nice, like, uh, my season kind of tapered down nicely. I wasn't dancing a ton. I wasn't like going, like, I didn't feel really burnt out, and I'm really happy that I kind of had that slow decline. Um, I was kind of nervous about going on holiday with my family, uh, but it ended up being really, really awesome. I feel like the first... Like, I remember on the flight from St. Louis. So I went to St. Louis, saw my sister graduate. That was awesome. Almost mm-hmm. forgot about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had a bunch of really good food. We had a lot of good family time and company. Um, we explored St. Louis a little bit. We went to a lot of zoo, a, a big zoo. Then we went to another zoo in France. But in general, <laughs> lots of zoos. I don't know why. That's not, like, something that's typical. Um of our family's interests, if you will. So that was all fun. And I felt like I was kind of like, more than anything, I was adjusting to like a real long distance relationship with my boyfriend. But then mm-hmm. I was on the flight from, I think, cause we took a, we flew out of JFK to Paris, I think. Yes. Paris, remember on that flight, I think I got hit with, like, this massive wave of anxiety. And that's the flight you're supposed Mm. to sleep on so that you have, like, kind of a reset. And I just, like, could not sleep. And it's one of those things where your anxiety kind of just, like, starts to trickle in. And then you're nervous Mm -hmm. about something. And then you're nervous that you're nervous about something, about that something. And then, like, you know, kind of just, like, layers on. And I couldn't really figure out what it was all about. And I was, like, freaking out that I don't have a plan for my – I mean, I, I have a plan. But I don't have any kind of security going into my next mm-hmm. season slash if I even have a season to go to. So um, definitely like all of that hit me at once. But yeah. then I think probably two days into the vacation, we went from France to or we went to we flew into Geneva and we went to Lyon first something. That's where we started mm-hmm. kind of in the French countryside. Probably about two or three days in, it kind of, like, subsided, and I made the decision to, like, I don't have to think about any of this until my vacation is over. So I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just going to let it go. And, of course, like, I've had moments where it was, like, definitely kind of creeping in. Mm -hmm. But I think that because I kind of, like, set a boundary with myself and kind of drew a line in the sand, I was able to just, like, kind of let go of the insecurities and let go of not having a plan. Of course, there's family that's asking, so what's your next what, What's your next move? What are you going to do? I know. But my mom that's is awesome. She, like, she kind of left it alone, which was great. Because yeah. that's what I needed. I needed to just, like, not think about it and not try to come up with a million reasons as to why this is going to work and, like, you know, mm-hmm. convince myself over and over again that this is a good idea because my little insecurities and my little things my brains are creeping in my brains in my brain is creeping in and trying to um you know spoil my emotional state so it definitely took a second but once I was able to just kind of like settle into like real vacation mode which sounds mm-hmm. that sounds so privileged to say <laughs> it's I had struggled settling into my 
vacation mode. But I did. I did. I think it's just like that big change. And then also just the industry and the economy, all of that definitely hit me. And then I made a boundary. I decided, okay, we're not going to think about it. We're just going to chill out and just be present. Enjoy the family. Enjoy the vacation. This is like not something that happens every day that you get to be with Mm -hmm. your family and have a vacation in this gorgeous countryside of France and drink wine and have Michelin dinners. We didn't really have Michelin star dinners. It was just so in France, I'm pivoting again, Mm -hmm. um, a kickball change and a pivot and a step. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We were in Lyon and then we were in Sancerre and the Bouet area, which is uh, famous for their white wines. I don't get me started on this because this was like, this was epic. But there were Michelin star and Michelin guide spot restaurants all over. Like we walked down one street in, I think it was in Lyon, where you look to your right and there's like a Michelin plaque and you look to your left and there's a Michelin plaque. So they were right across from each other. You saw them everywhere. That's amazing. The first meal we had in Lyon was a Michelin guide spot and it was like the best meal we've ever had. And it was what is Michelin Guide? What does that mean? Guide. So the Michelin Guide is they establish a list of restaurants that are, like, worth a stop. But uh-huh. then Michelin Star is more – it's more steamed. It's, like, another level. Okay. It's, like, more fine dining. The other places mm-hmm. are places that they just say are very good food and worth worth stopping on your vacation. Okay. But the first place we went to – oh, my God. I didn't even get anything because I was, like, kind of still on a time difference thing. So I wasn't very hungry. But my aunt got this lamb. It was, like, a stewed lamb. It just, like, Mm. fell off the bone. It was so soft and tender. It was so flavorful. Definitely the best lamb I've ever had. And Mm. then my sister got some fish that was amazing. It had so many delicious sauces. My mom had a – I think she had steak or some kind of beef. And it was also Mm -hmm. just, like – phenomenal and for the price that we paid it was insane it was like 15 dollars for like a michelin dinner it was oh dude but i think it, it's because they're so common like supply and demand they have yeah. so many options that they don't need to price it as high that's amazing yeah but we left and my aunt was like i don't know how they afford to keep going but food is too good like they need to make it more expensive but the standard's just so high mm-hmm the sandwich really high, and I think it was, like, kind of, like, a local spot. So, like, people who walked by, they said hello to the, the chef and the server. So it seemed like it was very much, like, the local yeah, good dinner. I love that. But, yeah, long story short, I checked into vacation mode, and I really just enjoyed my time. And I kind of set all those things aside, and it really allowed me to just, like, start taking my emotional freedom back from – Mm-hmm. A pretty emotionally taxing season. So, yeah, that was kind of the start to cut to me now where I just feel very comfortable in my skin. I'm feeling good about what I'm doing and I feel good about my plan. And, yeah. yeah, so I think if I were to offer any advice for any dancers that are going into a layoff period who are just stressed about either, like, gaining weight or not being in the studio or not getting opportunities, not taking full advantage of their summer or fear of getting old, whatever. Just set a boundary with yourself. Enjoy a period of time and then go from there. And then set the 
It's almost like take all your stress, put it in the pot, and set it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because put it down, turn down the heat. Yeah. But I think just in that, you are kind of taking back a little bit of power and already letting the stress simmer, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it's coming going it's coming from a, a boil, a boiling point for sure. Yeah. And you're it was boiling back. over. Yeah, it was boiling over. There were bubbles on the side. The fire was kind <laughs> of flaming. Um, but once you set it back, you kind of allow it to just release a little. So mm-hmm. oh, I think that's great advice. What about you? Um, well, I mean, I already shared some of my vacation highlights, sort of. It was really nice to just, like, be surrounded by so much nature up there. Um, and we did a lot of hiking, which was, like, a great, like, different source of physical activity mm-hmm. to be out in the fresh air hiking, seeing all the scenic areas, Um So, yeah, I feel like it was nice because the first week I was there with my boyfriend and then my friend joined later and we just, like, it was more, uh, what's the word? I don't know, like, just, like, fun with, like, him and her, like, drinking and partying more (laughs) and, like, I I was trying to, like, say in the best way possible. (laughs) Um, And then, like, my family came, it was more, like, wholesome. Yeah. So, you just kind of, like, you let it go. You danced it out. You dance and drag it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did go to the rodeo, which is cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And what? I just said responsibly, of course. Oh, yeah. I did go to the rodeo, which was really cool. And I spent some time with my cousins. So, like, I felt like I touched on every aspect of vacation. Because some vacations are very, like, strong and, like, you eat a lot of great food, you lay on the beach, you don't do anything physical. Mm-hmm. Or, like you're all healthy, you're doing a bunch of physical, maybe there's not a bunch of great restaurants around there. Mm -hmm. Like, there's all different types, and I felt like this vacation hit on, like, every point Mm -hmm. that I would like to hit on vacation, and I was able to do that sort of because of how long it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was ready to come home, which was nice. I love that feeling when you're like, okay, I'm ready to get back to, like, being organized and, like, doing something Mm -hmm. other than, like... Just chilling. Um, So, yeah, I felt refreshed. And as far as my mental state goes, it's been a lot of, like, ups and downs. It's hard because I came back to Providence and my roommate Alex has moved out. And so, like, the apartment's half empty, which, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like being by myself, but I don't start teaching here until next week. So basically for the past week and a half, I've been like waking up and I need to create my own schedule. I don't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. I've been hanging out with our friend Athena a lot and we've been like going to the beach and sort of like having activities because she didn't have much to do either. Mm-hmm. And we're in a similar place right now in life. But it is hard to like just go from being around like all my family and like friends mm-hmm. and doing a lot and then coming back here and like waking up and I'm like should I like go to the gym like <laughs> do my I? PT exercises and then just like have all this time to just really like sit and like be alone mm-hmm. I don't know I think it's lots of reflection yeah I was gonna say it's kind of the most annoying answer but like it is the best time to just like sit and journal 
or just like binge yeah. a TV show until you get sick of it and then yeah. move on to something or just like mm-hmm. start taking up walking. I don't know. I feel like those times in life where you just don't have a purpose are such a gift and can mean so much to you. But then also that can, yeah. there's a lot of pressure with that. I feel like almost because like you can figure feel overwhelmed. Out. Yeah. Like there's no, so I'm at University of Utah Summer Intensive, UBSI, Utah Valley Summer Intensive is what it's called. Lots of Utah words in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Megan Fairchild is here. She just gave a little talk about her life. And I found one, like a talk back Tuesday or something like that for all the mm-hmm. kids. And as an RA, I, w- I sat in, RA and teacher. And one of the things that she said like kind of stuck with me it wasn't it was one of the many things but the biggest thing probably was that she's not somebody who tells people her end goal she said i'm not Mm going to tell everybody what i really want i'm just going to set little tiny goals for myself keep people updated as they as i might and then when i'm ready i'll make that jump but like she just focuses on the little things in between instead of like for you she's not trying to figure out what's my next big step you know what's my next Mm -hmm big thing where am I going to go from here it's more of just like okay what am I going to do today for myself or what am I going to go on a walk and then how am I going to journal how am I going to make some kind of progress towards something yeah absolutely and I think like this was honestly really good for me because I spent the past few weeks like ignoring all of my sort of issues putting it on the back burner Yeah, exactly. Like, well, and I was thinking of it, like, I think it's a flamingo that does this, but when they, like, sense danger, they, like, stick their head in the sand. <laughs> I think it's and a they, turkey like, or a, I think it's a turkey that does that. But when are turkeys in the sand? I don't think it's a turkey. Okay, maybe it's flamingos. Excuse me. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Some, it's a bird, okay? It's some kind <laughs> of know long neck bird. bird. Yeah, it's a bird. It, like, sticks its head in the sand and, like, basically stays down there, like, until it, like, feels like it's okay to come back up. Mm -hmm. And I just kept seeing that, like, visual in my head. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, doing anything I can to distract and numb myself and, like, pretend, like, I don't have all this, like, internal... Uh, what's it called? Like dialogue, going back and forth with myself about what I want out of life, what I want to do next to my career. Um, and then I had to come here and like sit in silence and like sometimes not have people to be with. And like, sure, there's technology and stuff, but I'm like, okay, now I need to like actually face like mm-hmm. what I want to do. And yeah, you don't need to plan it all out perfectly, but sort of see what's going on um internally so I feel better about it now like I've made some progress and I'm like calmer about it but it's hard yeah I think it's with any kind of like when you're really trying to make something happen like if you're trying to build a new routine um you just you can only do one thing at a time otherwise you'll get overwhelmed and then you just like will take four steps backwards instead of one little step one little bourree forward if you will yeah (laughs) like if you're like you know what I mean if you're building a routine Mm -hmm. I'm gonna wake up at a certain time tomorrow instead of I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna do a full yoga routine because this is how my brain works this is like what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. um 
I'm going to do full yoga routine. I'm going to, like, journal the things I'm grateful and all of that stuff. And I'm going to have my lemon water. I'm going to have blah, blah, blah. You can't hit it so hard in the beginning because then it just, like, overwhelms your brain and then makes it harder to approach the next time you want to add a step. So it's, like, I think kind of goes back to that one of – I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a phrase out there. I think you have to chunkify your goals. I think you have to break them up. <laughs> you don't like that one? <laughs> Rachel, I don't love face. that word. <laughs> you have to break up your your goal into itty bitty little chunks. To yeah, tie and then I think that's them. a personal problem though that I don't like that word. Some people might really like feel that one. Yeah. So if chunkify is speaking to you, that makes me happy. I'm happy for you. Hashtag chunkify your life. Yeah. Chunkify your life, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm glad that you feel like you're able to approach it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited. I'm I'm a lot more excited about, like, what's to come and um, embracing, like, the new stuff I have coming next year, so. Yeah, I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you, what are you teaching soon? Um, I'm going to teach ballet contemporary and I'm choreographing, uh, two girls that are sisters. They're doing like a little sister duet for competition season next year. Um, so I'm choreographing that and you start working on that. I feel like there's something else I'm teaching too, like on top of those ballet and contemporary, like maybe like a lyrical or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to like have a time that I need to show up somewhere and, like, be paid for it. Yeah. I feel you. A job. Mm-hmm. And I sound so entitled saying, like, that I have the time. But I that think I haven't been working yeah. and I'm, like, you know, I'm bored and blah, 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 blah. But also it's it's – I don't know. When you're used to being so structured, it's just, like, so extreme. Mm-hmm. And a lot of dancers, I guess – you know, people in the uh, real world or what's a better word for it? Um, the real world. Non-dancers. Non-dancers. They probably don't, like, know what it's like to experience this, but I think it's, like, really common for dancers. Yeah, we have these, like, it's it's such an intense change for such a specific mindset. Like, a the majority of dancers are perfectionists. And we're all used to having our, like, perfect schedule all laid out so that we can maximize our time and maximize our life in general and then all of a sudden we have time off we have two weeks to spare or we have four weeks to spare which i feel like two weeks is like kind of reaching a max like you're like okay i can like have fun for a couple days but then oh my god now i need to like take class i need to do yoga i need to do something for my body i need to like i don't know go teach go make some money it's i think it's totally normal to have that issue really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it becomes gig work over the summer and that's just like so sporadic And because of my, like, being here for a month, being in Indy and, like, being in Tahoe, and then my back injury, I haven't been able to take on as many jobs as I would normally like to in the summer. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just been a different summer than I guess I was originally expecting or I would have planned for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. How is your back? Anyways. Um, My back is doing better. I'm doing... PRP injections, if anyone knows what that is, they take blood from my arm and spin it multiple times and it separates into like plasma and then like Mm -hmm. your red blood cells and like your, and then they, it's mostly plasma that they're injecting. And then like, I just had my second injection. So they're doing a little bit more of 
the red blood cells, I think, or platelets. Platelets. Okay, yeah. Platelets. I'm not I'm not great at explaining this, but <laughs> if you've had it done before, like you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they inject it into your muscle and it is supposed to like cause your body to focus on healing that area. Huh. But it's painful. It's really uncomfy. That's interesting. But I'm hoping it's all yeah, looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Well, cool. How's your back been doing? Great, honestly. I mean, working here at the summer intensive has is pretty awesome. Like I get as much I get PT, we have a Pilates room, I have tons of classes and faculty to choose from on a daily basis that I can just help rehab. Like last year I was here and my back was really bad. I was really stiff and it was mm-hmm. very hard for me to like get through a class with like I was really working with like 50% mm-hmm. of like my body's potential. And now I'm working with like a lot more than that. I mean, I don't feel like I'm at fully at a hundred percent because it is a back injury. I feel like I can, I'm feeling a lot more in shape than I was the first week. Cause I had taken like a month and a half off of dancing yeah. completely and like working out completely. Like I didn't do anything besides walk, walk around, maybe hit the gym and do like 20 minutes of cardio. That was it. If anything. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even real cardio. Like I did like 20 minutes kind of got my heart rate up and then like some abs because I was like, eh, I should do something. And then, um, coming here, my first week back, my first plie, oh my God, it was like so shaky. Like my whole body was <laughs> vibrating in a plie. Yeah. My portobello, my arms, my fingers were shaking. I couldn't even like make it. I couldn't even like really pretend like I couldn't even act it <laughs> out to make it look like I wasn't struggling because yeah. I was, I was dripping sweat by like the warm-up, you know, facing the bar, demi point, point down, <laughs> demi point, point down. Like, no, I was, I was really struggling, but I'm feeling a lot better now. And my back is definitely, I mean, I've, I'm, it's gotten so much better over the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've discovered it's just, it's being here is so nice. Cause I can recalibrate. I can recalibrate. I have a lot of resources at my fingertips to help me kind of settle and get ready for the next season or whatever I'm going to be doing. Um, so, yeah, I've been enjoying that. I found recently that because of my back injury, I think my right, like, psoas and abdominal area is a lot weaker than my left. And it's kind of, like, twisted my hips a little bit. So now I'm kind of doing some concentrated workouts that are going to – not workouts, but, like, Pilates training and – Exercises. Exercises yeah. and PT stuff to strengthen that area and get my alignment kind of back all in – back online um but yeah being here is awesome it's like really freaking awesome <laughs> i'm teaching a mm. lot this year i am i just finished setting i'm just gonna toot my own horn i have a great group they're called the blue pod we work with them here um and i set giselle act two i set nine minutes of it in, like, three rehearsals. Which is a lot. Yeah. So it's, like, everything from, like, Mirta's – not Mirta's first solo, but she comes on stage and then she calls the willies on and that until the – with the big fuetes at the end in unison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um, – to arabesque, finish in Susu fifth, and then we cut it there. So, I mean, that's been kind of gratifying because I – did that when I was here. So I feel like I really have the experience and the knowledge and like that was kind of almost like a bit of a traumatic experience for me when I was here. Yeah. Um, so kind of spinning it and providing them with a 
positive example of what a ballet experience can be doing a classical ballet and just kind of like my version of doing right by the ballet by the ballet yeah and then yeah, I've been teaching definitely. like contemporary too I've subbed for like some of the teachers one of the teachers got a lung infection she had to get taken care of so I stepped oh in I I taught this was crazy I taught the audition class for the school of dance at University of Utah which was like that is so cool I don't it's it basically happened by accident but I guess it was a happy accident like some of the faculty ha- couldn't be there and so and they needed a certain amount of faculty to watch and um adjudicate the audition and nobody wanted to teach so I was like well I'll do it I'll teach <laughs> oh my god it was the craziest experience the pianist I love her very much her name is Miss V she has a strong Russian accent she's very um dramatic with her music yes. and with how she conducts herself in the workplace. Of course, of course. And she comes in, and she's all flustered, and she's like, "I, I didn't know. Like, I was the class was supposed to begin at, um, at this time, and I was stuck at a light, and now I'm a little bit late. I was only one minute late, and then I, I we moved the class to a different studio, and she's like, I don't know what's going on. It was so crazy. Like, she's trying to have this full narrative, and I'm like, girl, I'm freaking stressed out trying to teach these kids. I'm trying to provide the perfect class. You're because, like, it's fine. Let's just begin. Yeah, no. No, but then she got – so I played a song to do, like, warm-up facing the bar with, like, a, a demi pushover, demi down, demi pushover, demi down, prance, 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 and then, like, port de stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I played the song, and I walked over, and I was like, "Hi, how are you?" And she was like, "You disrespect me, you disrespect me." I sit down, you play a different song. I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't take any any more stress right now. I'm just trying to like, no. yes." So she has a problem with me, and then also like, there's faculty watching who I greatly admire, and I like want them to like think that I do a good job with this class. So I'm like, oh, my God, I can't take it. I really can't take it. And then I had to, like, apologize to her. Be like, no, 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 I was really just trying to give you a minute. I was just trying to let you get settled. Like, I was just trying to, like, make uh-huh. sure everything was fine. And I, I apologized enough that she was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I was like, it better be forking fine. Because this this particular pianist, like I said, love her very much. Very dramatic. If she doesn't like the teacher, the whole class knows through the tempo. So, like, uh, Adagio will go super, super slow or, like, she'll uh-huh. speed up halfway through the combination. Like, she'll, like, kind of take it out on the tempo. So, I was like, I cannot yeah. have that for the audition class. Like, I'm just trying to, like, I have an hour and a half. It's already five mm-hmm. minutes in. I'm just trying to, like, get everything out, have them show off their technique, show off their artistic expression and all that. And I was like, oh, my God. I know. So, did you have, like, combinations that you planned ahead of time? I I found out that I was teaching the day before, and I was honestly, like, a little bit – I was a little bit too freaked out to, like, have, like, a steady mind. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to go in there and figure it out. My class is usually pretty, like – I personally am a dancer who cares a lot about, like, placement and, like, fifth position. Like, I really want to, like, nail down your placement at the bar before I move to the center. And then on top of that, I Mm -hmm. want you to, like, to dance. So that's kind of what I Mm -hmm. value in a class when I teach a class. And so I was like, it'll be fine. I'm just going to have them show off their technique. But I did I did plan, like, a few center combinations just because I didn't want to get, like, flustered and take up too much time. Yeah, yeah. But it ended up working out at the end of class. She was my biggest, like, road bump. It was so hot in there, too. It was, like, 80 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my god. The building's AC has not been working at its fullest potential lately. So I was, like, uh-huh. sweating by plies. And I was wearing a shirt that you could see my sweat through. So I was like. 
<laughs> oh my god, they're gonna know I'm nervous. Um, but then at the end of class, she's like, "Oh, it was so good! You did such good job, Juliana. It was Aww. honored to play for you." And I was like, "Oh my god, thank Aww. you!" Because she played for me for like three years at university, mm-hmm. so like we've known each other, and I've been. We back. have a pianist like that. Yeah, too, about you. Yeah. So then you know, it's a. Yeah, exactly like that. Like I'm like. Does every university have a pianist like that? I think I think pianists or, or accompanists are kind of like they're naturally they're like kind of quirky or finicky. Mm-hmm. We have a few here. Like we have this one guy, Brian. He's incredible. He plays whatever song you wanted to play. Like today, I asked him for Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody, and for frappes, he played Whitney Houston. And then for like adagio following, it was. What's that song I'm gonna sing and it's gonna break everybody's eardrums? But it's and I, I oh, yeah, we love, we love <laughs> yeah. So that was. And do you feel like you're like a real singer now in the studio? Like, oh yeah, yeah, fingertip to ear. I'm doing the full American yeah. Idol audition. You're up on the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. But um, that was a super. That was a wild experience for me. I was like, this is kind of a big yeah. deal. I'm like, kind of freaking That's out. That's awesome, though. So, yeah. It's been nice. I'm busy. It's been good. You've been a busy gal. Yeah. I want to, if I may, I want to circle mm-hmm. back really quick, and then we can do our little four for nothing. I want to hear, like, two experiences in particular from your vacation that were just, like, if you were going to if you were gonna tell somebody to go to Lake Tahoe, wh- where would you tell them to go? Um, well, I did this hike twice, actually, but the first time I did it with Zach and it's to this, it's called Monkey Rock. Mm -hmm. Um, so you walk, it's like probably like two miles, but we didn't realize it. But when we did it, we took like the really hard way that like, you're not supposed to really go. We like walked up this crazy incline. Um, and then there's just like these huge boulders up there. It was, it was a workout and I... My form of cardio that, like, I do mostly is stair stepper. Uh-huh. So I'm used to, like, uh-huh. doing stairs. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, and granted, like, the elevation, we're, like, really high, so the air's thinner. Mm-hmm. We're at, like, probably 7,000 feet. So, yeah. like. So high up there. That's, that's like, like, close to Utah. Yeah. I mean, close to Salt Lake. Yeah. That's, that's um, probably higher than Salt Lake. Because I think Denver is, like, 500 or 600 um but anyways we're up there and it was like it was just amazing it was amazing and then we can't wait did i say thousand or a hundred feet we're hundreds of feet not thousands i believe now i'm like getting like twisted seven thousand's like pretty high that's like no okay we were at a hundred we're at 600 like we're at very high elevation but yeah Okay. What's are, normal? Are you at sea level? What elevation am I at now? Wait, let's look it up. I'll look it up. Hang on, hang on. Lake Tahoe elevation. Uh, Lake Tahoe is 6,000 feet above sea level. Okay. Okay. I was so, like, there's no way you're at 600. That's, like, on the beach. Okay, wait. Okay, thank you. I was, like, in my head, I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I knew it, like, because I've been saying it. And then all of a sudden, like, when you just second-guess yourself and you're like, mm-hmm. wait a second. Am I saying the right thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, anyways, we're at high elevation. The air's thin. 
It was like a crazy difficult hike to go up this way. Later on, I ended up doing it again with my family and we learned like this is like way easier way around, but it was super fun. Yeah, and me and Zach got all these cool photos, which maybe we can post some photos from our vacations on the Instagram to give you guys, like, a little taste um, of us, like, on these boulders, insane view of the lake and the Sierra Nevada mountains, just gorgeous. We also did a hike, even higher elevation, so the peak of Mount Rose is 9,000-something, mm-hmm. um, and that's a mountain we were on. And we did a hike with my friend Kaylin in the snow because there's still snow up there because mm-hmm. it hasn't melted yet, and they had, like, record. 6,000 feet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now up there, we're even higher. We're, like, 8,000. 8, so mm-hmm. we're up there, and you're supposed to be able to feed birds. We saw, like, online. So okay. we can't even see the trail because there's, like, four feet of snow covering the trail. We're in snow boots and jackets. But the sun is so hot that I'm wearing this shirt outside in the snow. Like, how ironic, right? Yeah. So we're walking around, and then we brought bird seed. And we're like, oh, Zach, like, go up to that tree and, you know, try and feed the birds because we saw online that you can like not really expecting it to work the bird straight goes for his hand to eat out of it and he's like (laughs) we all like screamed so it scared it away so once we get up to and this was exhausting like i was also kind of nervous we were gonna run into like a bear or something up there Mm because there's a lot of bears around there so we get up to the like peak of the area we're going it's in this insane view and we're sitting on boulders and we decide to start feeding birds so we're just sitting there with bird feed in our hand, and birds are just coming and eating feed out of our hands. Like, it was it was really weird. Like, when it would happen, I would, like, wince and, like, close my eyes because it's little feet, the way they, like, hold on to your finger. Oh, my God. Oh, because they, they perched on your feet. They're not, like, hummingbirds, I guess. Uh, on my hand, yeah. They would just, like, perch on my finger oh. and, like, eat the bird feed so out of my no hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there were, like, little chipmunks running around, and it was just, like... I don't know. It was so quiet up there and, like, fully surrounded by nature. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, two of my best experiences were just, like, being in nature and then the wine country experience. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds lovely. How how about you? What are your top – your peaks? Oh, um, so we were in Croatia. I went to France and then we went to Croatia. Those were the two places we went. And, okay, first experience was – the Sancerre Wine Festival. I cannot talk enough about this. I think I told you about it a little bit. But it's mm-hmm. essentially, Sancerre, the wine, it's it's typically white wine, and they're well known for it. And wherever you go, in the U.S., anywhere, you'll find, like, next to top shelf white wine from Sancerre. Rachel, are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Your photo's going to be Can you hear me? Your video's down. Just making sure you're there. Oh, no. Anyway, anyway, so in Sancerre, they have, like, 15 villages or something that like that that make up the entire region of the Sancerre That is wines. so cool. And on one day out of the year, this happens annually, it's a big deal, all of those villages come together and they set up tents in this little village of Sancerre. The Sancerre village. It's like the old town area. And you... You give six euros for a wine glass. Six euros. No more. 
no less. Just six euros. Yeah. You have six euros, and that's kind of your admission. You walk around with an empty wine glass, and you just taste away to your heart's desire. Like, you go up to any one of the of the booths. They had three stations, and all 15 of these um, villages were stationed at the stations. Were stationed at the stations, obviously. Um, <laughs> and they all have, like, endless, an endless supply of wine. And you only paid six euros. This is some of the best white wine in the world. And you pay next to nothing to taste every single flavor. Every single flavor. Oh, my God. I sound so uncultured. <laughs> um, every single. No, like the, no. the white wines, the rosés, the reds, the pinots, the whatever. It's well known for their, like, Sauvignon Blanc and their Chardonnay and their um, uh, their rosé. Those are, like, the ones that you're supposed to try. But mm-hmm. it was awesome. We just walked around. We, didn't, we couldn't even taste that much because we were just like kind of overwhelmed by just the selection it wasn't insane and they had food stations around that area is also known the region is also known for their goat cheese which as a lactose intolerant oh, girly i could actually perfect. eat that yeah and they had like they had yogurts they had desserts oh my gosh it was like it was perfect it was like my two one of the two things that i really truly enjoy consuming yes um and then the second thing I would say was we were on the island of Korčula in Croatia. And there isn't much to do. There's not a lot of hikes. There's not a lot of – I mean, there is. It's more of like a sleepy mm-hmm. town. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's a more kind of reserved for the not as adventurous travelers. So we uh-huh. went and we stayed there for a night, and we stayed at this really gorgeous hotel. There was a very nice Australian man who took very good care of us, which, by the way, Croatia, some of the nicest people to tourists I've ever been around. Interesting. That, like, coupled with traveling in Paris, where the locals just absolutely despise Americans, was yeah. mm-hmm. a big difference. Um, but, yeah, we just kind of, like, settled on this little rocky beach the first night, and then the next day... We didn't really have a plan, but we knew we just wanted to be near the beach. So we went to a beach club called Labanya Beach Club. If you're ever in Korchula, go there. It was like 15 <laughs> euros to rent a bed for the day, um, a beach sunbathing bed. And my sister and I, my mom and my dad, we all just laid there for like five hours. We ordered like a drink Those or two. Those are the best. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. We went in the water. There was like a floating kind of plateau that we could you could swim to and then hop on Michaela and I got Mm -hmm. like absolutely burnt to a crisp but it was just the nicest day it was so relaxing we laid there I finished my book we had a Hugo which for anybody who doesn't know you would love a Hugo Hugo is how you spell it but I think you're supposed to pronounce it I don't know I'm I'm meeting that TikTok girl (laughs) that's like like, I just got back from France and this is how you say and we we yes exactly that's exactly what I'm doing Um, it's elderflower syrup with Prosecco and a little bit of um, seltzer. So it's like an Aperol spritz, but it has an elderflower taste to it. So it's very mild. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd like. Oh, it was <laughs> so good. But that day was so beautiful. And it was just, like, serene. It was easy. It was calm. It was awesome. And it, the fact that you got your day bed for $15 or 15 euros, why in the United States? Because two times... Over the past month, mm-hmm. I've looked into getting different day beds at, like, different beaches. Uh-huh. Um, and they were, like, one was $400 for um, an hour. Uh, for an hour? 
Like, there's that much for, like, every hour. And then I just looked at another place, and it was, like, $400 for, like, whatever, a few hours or something. And I was like, bruh, it's a a couch. It's a couch. Like, and, like, we're not even – I mean, yes, like, both locations are pretty, but, like, I just feel like that's crazy. But they, I guess they can afford to do that because people pay that, you know? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It's traveling in the U.S. Anyway, those are my two things. Here's a quick little season announcement. Um, this is going to be our season finale for season one, our very first season on the internet. Um, we're gonna have a few. We have a few things up our sleeves for the rest of the summer that we will kind of. Um, what's the be word? Putting out sporadically. Be putting out sporadically. We'll leave breadcrumbs for <laughs> the yeah. season. Um, we'll have a little bit. That we're going to share with you. But, um, yeah, this is our conclusion to season one. So, And then season two will be starting back up in September. Yes. And we right. will continue to share details as we make decisions and stuff like that. So thank yeah, you very much for sure. being with us for season one. Yeah, it's been an amazing season. We've had so much positive feedback from you guys. Way more than we ever expected. And it's been like such a cool experience to see all of that. So thank you everyone and make sure you're following us on our social medias so that you can keep up and you're ready to listen when the next season drops. And I think it's time that we conclude our season season one finale with um, our five for nothing, four for nothing. Oh my God, four I said five nothing. for nothing. <gasps> I'm out of touch. Five for nothing. Four for nothing. questions one here's one what do you think is the best first date food (laughs) um i'm like all i can think of are all the worst ones um (laughs) not pasta not salad not sushi not mexican why not sushi are you kidding it's a you like have to open your mouth so big to fit it around oh, your sushi so roll, and then they ask you a question, and like you're chewing on your. Su- it takes a while to finish that sushi roll in your mouth. I mean, that was me and Zach's first day, and it didn't like stress, I guess, away from each other. Um, I honestly think though, like pasta could be good. Now spaghetti is a little bit diff- more difficult, but if you're eating rigatoni, mm-hmm. that's pretty like easy. Yeah. Rigatoni. I was kind of thinking maybe pizza is good. Yeah. Pizza is just cute. like a simple hand food. Sandwiches and burgers can get messy really quick. I would not want anyone to watch me eat a burger on my first date. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like like salads, you know, when every once in a while you bite into like a, a, a massive chunk of romaine and it's way too big and it doesn't quite fit in your mouth. Like it, it's, it's too, it's too nerve wracking for me. Yeah. Or like maybe Thai food or something. Like rice. Mm-hmm. Thai food? Yeah, like fried rice. Okay, wait. I'm just thinking. I like that answer. Mm-hmm. I think my answer was initially going to be sushi, but only if it's like the tiny ones, like cucumber roll or like, you know. Like yeah, those big ones. Roll. Like, 
It's just not cute. Too much. It's not much. cute. If you struggle to fit in your mouth, too. Oh, my God. It's like, you're like, do I bite this in life. half or do I just put it on my mouth? And, like, if I do bite it in half, like, what if the roll falls apart? Do I face judgment for the rest of my life from this person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for biting my sushi in half? Honestly, it's been a while since I've been on a first date. But, like, if I was doing a first date... Now, I would probably want to get drinks and appetizers anyways and just do, like, fries and, like, little finger foods, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think fries, yeah. Or, like, a little charcuterie board, something like that. Oh. Yes. Love it. Okay, so second question. What is your favorite thing that has happened from first season? Whether that's, like, emotional or from the support side of things or just like within the season something that's happened to you in your life what's one thing oh dang <laughs> i'm like now it's a big reflection. reflecting back on the full season um well immediately one of the first things that comes to mind was like our boyfriend's episode i thought that was really fun mm-hmm. because I don't know. It was something that, like, initially I didn't ever, like, think we would do. But it Mm -hmm. just worked out. Because I was single. Well, yeah, because you were single at the time. And, like, I just would have never really thought to have Zach on the podcast. But I think it was cool to get to, like, mesh such a personal part of our, like, lives in with what we do as a profession. I I felt like that originally was sort of like our mission statement with the podcast was to be super relatable and like mesh in like real life with the art form that we love so I thought that that was like a really good um like marriage of the two things so I was happy Mm -hmm. to bring that to the audience and I we got such good feedback on it and people just thought (laughs) it was hilarious so that made me happy yeah they're pretty hilarious That was a good episode. Would recommend listening to that one if you haven't already. I think probably my favorite thing that's happened slash just is about the podcast. I think I was just thinking through a few of my favorite memories. And I definitely liked, like, the College Girls episode. Like, just having all of our friends over to talk on the podcast. Because every time we filmed one, it's been like, that was fun. That was really fun. Yeah. I think it's just been, like, a good overall, this is my thing. It's been a really good way to just, like emotionally process a lot Mm -hmm. like and just kind of like have a good time talking about life instead of like I don't know I felt like the year prior I we focused a lot on like drama or whatever we just found ourselves always talking about dance and like I feel like this really allowed us to keep a positive spin on everything that's happening Mm -hmm. and everything in life that we're going through and just allowed us to like have like many therapy sessions that are shared with the world yeah (laughs) Definitely. I also have really enjoyed hearing people's feedback. Like, we, I have one of my junior RAs here. Her name is Brianne. Shout out to you, Brianne. This one's for you. She's like, oh, my God, I love the podcast. I feel like I know you so well. I feel like I keep up to date with everything. And I feel like I that's actually been, like, a really effective measure for me keeping up with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, my best friend will listen, and she'll be like, oh, my God, I listen to the most recent episode of the podcast. What's going on? Can you explain this a little bit more? And then people that I haven't really gotten close with, like, I see them one day and they're like, oh, my God, how's how's the boyfriend? How's this? How's that? Because they feel like they have, like, they know a little bit more yeah. about me. So it's just been easier to, like, stay connected within my own personal community and then also just with our whole audience mm-hmm. in general. 
definitely and with each other yeah it's been a really great way to for our friendship to like continue and to grow and now that we're away from each other and we're dating long distance um (laughs) we have like this thing in common that we like are continuing to grow Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's yeah. Like I, what you said, it's fun. I like laughing on it. I like when we have like stupid funny moments and listening mm-hmm. back. If we can bring some joy to someone's day, like that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And just so you, all the listeners are aware, we're in a very serious relationship. Okay, we're committing to marriage. Yeah, and, like a lifetime with children. Okay, like I'm waiting so for the. We're ring. not going anywhere. <laughs> We're going to continue to do this. Well, you're waiting for the ring. I think. <laughs> what do you mean? Now we need to decide who's proposing? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yeah, I got. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just assumed it was you. <laughs> it's okay. I do take on the alpha role in this relationship. <laughs> I don't know. No, we're going we're gonna to continue to do this, and we're going to continue to stay connected, and we really want this to continue to be what it is, which is just a lighthearted hour-long situation where we get to share our experiences and have fun guests and yeah so again if you guys are interested in seeing anything new for season two shoot us a little dm pop on the instagrams the interwebs and let <laughs> us know what you're interested in and we will probably make it happen so yeah yeah, yeah. so with that with that thank you so much for listening to our season one And we look forward to continuing through the rest of the summer and then starting up again for season two sometime in September. So look forward to some guests coming on. And, yeah, keep your eyes peeled because we're going to – don't forget about us. We're not going to let you forget about us. (laughs) That is a threat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, I guess we shall bid you adieu. Um, And, yeah, see you next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.